0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Media Under Fire, a podcast series investigating the ins and outs of media reporting. This is your host, Kristen Maximov, and today's episode will explore news media coverage of war and the consequential antecedents in government response. American news coverage of war atrocities within the ongoing Syrian conflict will be investigated, as well as its impact on President Trump's administration's response? Will the politicians buy the broadcaster's proposals? And how well are we readers, listeners and viewers served by media reporting? These questions will be answered in the duration of this episode. The goal of this podcast segment is to open the discussion of global issues which hold social and political significance, whilst broadening listeners' perspectives. Many listeners reside in nations which are affected by foreign policy decisions regarding the refugee status of the Syrian population. Education is most powerful and an individual voice can make a large difference. And while we're at it, do by all means stay in the loop of this discussion by checking out our hashtag MediaUnderFire on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and join us weekly. Join in the conversation. Since March 2011, the civil unrest within Syria and its eventually warring status led to grave social, economic and political carnage. The conflict is estimated to have caused half a million deaths between opposing forces and civilians. It has been the cause of the forced displacement and resulting refugee crisis affecting half the Syrian population and the involvement of multiple global powers. The displacement and forced refugee status is the cause of significant deterioration in the quality of life of civilians. It is estimated that 6 out of every 10 civilians now live in extreme poverty. The war has caused debilitating economic strain and redevelopment costs of $400 billion. Along with this, Syria's staggering unemployment rate of 78% within young people leads to a collective loss of human capital. The resulting shortage of skills will inevitably lead to the erosion of the Syrian economy. The extent of devastation in which this civil war has caused globally, socially, politically and economically is astounding. The CNN effect describes what is seen as the power of real-time television reporting on the response to humanitarian crises. The impact of news media coverage will be explored following two poisonous gas attacks. On the 21st of August 2013, Bashar al-Assad's chemical weapon attack onto the city of Damascus claimed the lives of more than 1,700 civilians. The sarin nerve agent was unleashed onto the public, causing extensive devastation to the population. Within hours of the attack, a surge of videos were uploaded online displaying distressed and visibly sick adults and children, showing no external signs of injury. In some of the most graphic footage, dozens of bodies, including many small children and babies, were seen laid out in rows on the floors of clinics and mosques and throughout the streets of Damascus. The confronting footage highlighted the need for international peaceful interference. In the days following the attack, former President Obama poorly addressed and responded to the attack. He placed military action against Bashar al-Assad on hold, instead vowing to pursue diplomacy to remove chemical weaponry. Obama's government passed a US Senate Joint Resolution, a legislative response to the attack where Congress have the ability to authorize military involvement against the Syrian government. His legacy will forever be tarnished by the inaction taken against Assad. President Obama's administration's red line sent a disturbing message to the public, implying that the continued mass slaughter of civilians by other means than chemical weapon use is permissible Critics and even allies have blasted him for threatening to punish Assad with airstrikes and not actually following through on his red line pledge. Hillary Clinton privately stated, If you say you're going to strike, you have to strike. On the contrary, President Trump's administration's response to the worst chemical attack to date in northwestern Syria is the opposite of his predecessor. In more recent times, on the horrific day of the 4th of April 2017, more than 80 innocent lives were taken during an attack on the village of Khan Shaykhun. The Syrian government completely rejected any involvement in the attack and claims that chemical weaponry are no longer possessed, following an agreement between the United States and Russia in 2013. This fatal event saw a surge of international media reporting and news coverage. American news coverage possessed sensationalism in its reporting of the attack's atrocities. A concentration of news coverage and reports regard the young victims of the Assad regime, including infants and children. The New York Times, NBC, BBC, Washington Post and Fox News are a handful of American news media institutions who reported sensationally on the attack. Intense graphic carnage of war and violence are featured in reports activists and residents of the town posted photos and graphic videos showing children and adults gasping for air or lying dead in the mud as rescue workers ripped off victims clothes and hosed them down children lay lined up on the ground or their lifeless bodies lay under a quilt the footage of victims mourning the death of their children and families are featured in reports all too familiar is the nbc report on the tragic death of a mother and her twins Aya and Ahmed, leaving a distraught father to mourn their deaths as he buries his own family. Unfiltered and confronting aspects of war are displayed to exemplify the horrific truce and to generate a public response. This was the case as exceedingly large amounts of pressure from the public were placed onto Trump's government, encouraging a response and public discussion to be generated. The White House stated that the attack was reprehensible, with early response pointing fingers at previous administration. President Trump addressed the public and stated, The heinous actions of Mr Assad's government are the direct result of the Obama administration's weakness and irresolution. For Trump, this attack posed a potential policy dilemma and exposed contradictions in his evolving positions on Syria. He described his reaction watching the attack on American news cable networks. I tell you, that attack on children yesterday had a big impact on me. Big impact. 63 hours later, an airstrike onto Syria's Shayrat airfield were ordered, marking the first time that the US had directly targeted a military asset of President Assad. Six years of disturbing images, including graphic scenes from another major chemical attack on Damascus, had not pushed President Obama to act in response and escalate military involvement. The differing actions of both presidents reflect the CNN effect. Obama stepped back from the targeted airstrikes later launched by President Trump after graphic images emerged on social media. However, Trump's limited action did not shift policy, unlike Obama's. Interviews with Obama's senior advisors underline that the media do not drive strategy, but they do play a significant role. During the Syrian crisis, the media formed part of what officials describe as constant pressure from many actors to respond, which they say led to policy failures. In more recent events, on the day surrounding the 7th of April 2018, the Assad government missile-striked and chemically attacked the last rebel-held city of Douma, allegedly killing 40 to 50 people and injuring more than 100. This attack saw instant American news media coverage. Two videos were circulated by the opposition activist group Douma Revolution, which showed the bodies of children, women and men found in a block of flats Foam coming out of their noses and mouth. The videos that were posted by activists were used in news reporting displaying children victims being treated in hospitals. Subsequent investigation were carried out by the UN and the OPCW concluding that chemical traces and weaponry were used during the attack. The Assad government proceeded to respond to the claims issued by the Western opposition and allies saying that they had in fact staged the event in Douma with the help of the Syrian civil defence, who received funding from Western governments. They were accused of directing scenes portraying a chemical attack. Western diplomats responded to this accusation by describing it as a possible form of propaganda for ISIS and described it as bizarre and a blatant lie. In response to the attack, the combined forces of the US and its allies struck a missile attack onto a chemical weapons research centre and storage facility. Trump states that he wanted to establish a strong deterrent against the production, spread and use of chemical weapons. Hence, the complex relationship between the media and intervention in civil wars, responding to grave humanitarian crises, is constantly highlighted. Media reporting does not drive strategy or policy change itself, as we have seen, however, in the creation of constant pressure from many actors to respond. The media plays a vital role in the dissemination of information where the public is constantly updated and bombarded with information on an international scale. News media is readily available almost anywhere at any time, igniting the public's awareness and consciousness of global issues. The importance of news media is portrayed in its ability to educate society by stating facts and allowing public opinion to be formed. This statement in itself is also debatable due to the critiquing of news media coverage as being utilised for policy opinion formation, where elite-driven messages are hand-picked and filtered through mass communication. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time for another delve into the ins and outs of media reporting. This is your host, Kristen Maximall. Thank you.